0: Hello there, I'm Tim and he's John and this is How to Murder Time, a podcast about games and things. Hello everybody. Watcher. You live. I'm alive. Spoiler alert. Do you want me to fix that in post? <laughs> what, <laughs> but I'm alive? No, the, the redness. <laughs> I'm not that red. I'm, I'm quite, um, quite, quite healthily tanned, look, see. Don't even see my arm there. First time ever. Yeah, I know, normally I'm very pasty and, and, and it's, just good. Yes, I'm back from my, my South West Coast path week two thing, successfully. People were asking about you. Yeah, I, I'm here. Hello. Yeah. I lived. It was. It was people, actually, some people, people were
1: asking when you were going to start doing your next leg. So I said, You're away. <laughs>
0: I'm way ahead of you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I worked out. I think I'm about 150 miles, 160 miles in now on, wow. on, on my 640 mile Odyssey. So that's, uh, that's good going.
1: You guys like drive that in the first half of the week? Well,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a bit. No,
1: no, I, it
0: was odd, because I took the train down to, to Westwood Ho and then got a bus and train back from Padstow via a different route, and it was a hugely different route. And I was thinking, wow, I walked so far that I need an entirely different set of train lines yeah. to come home, which is quite I impressive. was Padstow? Padstow was nice. Did you go
1: to uh, his fish and chip shop?
0: Uh, it wasn't open. Oh. So... <laughs> I had an ice cream and a pasty, and then I went home in the end. So, I, uh, I, I saw it. Us, He's got us cookery school there. Guess how much it is for a day? Far too much. £200, yeah. £198 a day. If
1: you ever want to uh, get really shocked, look at Hugh Burning Whittingstalls.
0: Do they all they, they all do them, don't they? Yeah. All these TV chefs.
1: Yeah, anyway, so yes, a week wandering along
0: Cornish Cornwall. I made it to Cornwall. Yay! Started in Devon, ended up in Cornwall on purpose. <laughs> so, yes, that's all good. Good no, so I've got another six weeks to go now. Um, so I could probably do another one in September. Uh, last week of September, I think I've got provisionally pencilled in for the uh, week three, which should will be, be nice. Padstow Pans- and St Ives. Yes, via New Key. So should be good. And it was this last week was an absolute bastard. I mean, I'm, I've done about fifty gigs worth of video, which I've dumped on him. So uh, yeah, that's my <laughs> <why> next month. <laughs> there'll be some some some, some, some travel logs to
1: to see. People who wonder what's happened to the old tradition of being forced to sit down in front of a slideshow. Yes, yes. It's, here, edit this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) the, The modern tradition still lives, yeah. But um, Yes, yeah, so I've had a week off, but that, the other week I have been doing, playing some games, so oh, I oh. think I probably ought to talk about them, because it's what, what we do. Apparently. So, I, I, true to my word, I finally started playing and have finished episode one of Tales of the Borderlands. Just episode one, that's half an hour's I know, I know. I, 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 it's been a busy week with all sorts yeah. going on, as well as hiking. Okay, so, Tales of the Borderlands. Tales of the Borderlands. Telltale games. Telltale
1: game. yep. Yeah. Uh, Apparently
0: a very, a, a very typical... Telltale game. They're all very typical Of, <laughs> of the of a very standard. I started forgiving
1: them for not making a third Bone game.
0: Bone. Oh God, I don't remember that because they started. They were with, the first.
1: They started with Sam and Max. Well, there's a lot of a Bone. Is it?
0: yeah ah, okay. it's Based on the graphic. Oh, right. But yeah. So yeah, Tales of the Borderlands. It's essentially a, a kind of I don't know how to describe it really. Interactive novel. Interactive cartoon.
1: Cutscene. <laughs> We we have to be very careful not to wander down the walking simulator bollocks um, up our own arse business.
0: Well, it's not even a walking simulator. There's not that much walking. I know. There's a few token sections where you get to walk down a corridor and look at a few things on the way. You get to walk in this one.
1: Um, Yeah, Batman, you don't really get to walk. So in the first
0: episode, which, as you say, is about half an hour's worth of gameplay, there is two sections, I think, where you can walk along a corridor, I think one of them's an L-shaped corridor, Ooh. and there's a few things to look it's at along the way, yeah. you click on and the pop-up tells you details. Um, yeah, so you got the Telltale game, and you've got the Borderlands aspect, now the Borderlands aspect of it is really good, it's really well done, I mean... Essentially, it kind of works as a sort of interactive background graphic novel filling of the Borderlands world. I mean, the Borderlands games, of course, you know, um, highly acclaimed first-person shoot, team-based first-person shooters that you, yeah, you know, with story elements that yep. you rampage across this alien alien world looking for artifacts and it's got this amazingly well done sort of sci-fi wild west aesthetic going all the way through the whole thing and it's got this immensely wide streak of really dark humor running through the whole thing as well they are funny they're interesting they're very fast-paced and technically very good shooters i always thought i mean i I, I don't know i'm not not a connoisseur particularly of first-person shooters but they handle well. The, the gun, loot system, the gun, is the gunplay overgrown. is good. The, yeah, it's got the sort of uh, the, the first Borderlands game famously had like eighteen billion types of because it procedurally generates the loot from all sorts of stats as it goes. And you we up, just say random in this? Random, game. It's not yeah. procedural. It's just random. <laughs> so you end up with yeah. Anyway, so that's all by the by. But the backstory of the world of Pandora and the, just the bonkers shenanigans that go on across that whole thing is something that was really fascinating and interesting and kept. The basic, what might otherwise have been just a really boring, delve by-the-numbers first-person shooter game Interesting, fresh and fun and it's that aspect of it, you know. You are sort of playing through, and you you got the you got the audio logs and all that sort of thing in the in the first person shooter in Borderlands One and Two, and that gives you a bit of backstory on some of the wacky characters and stuff. But this game really go gives you a, an opportunity to explore in more much more detail the sort of backstory and goings on because essentially it it kind of plays out a little bit like Borderlands the movie,
1: okay, which
0: yeah. is is yeah. pretty much you know what I suppose Telltale Games are interactive movies rather than games in the traditional sense. Then you got the the telltale aspect of it, which is um, yeah, I, I, it's. It is its own kind of form. I haven't really played many other Telltale games. I've heard you talk about lots all of the them, and they're all very similar to this, apparently.
1: Well, there's a certain amount of differences, but the differences aren't particularly deep. Mm.
0: Mechanically speaking, it is essentially a cut. It's, it's much more cutscene than anything else. You know, in, traditionally in other games, you'll have a bit of a bit of video, you know, a bit of a bit of some kind of movie goes at the start, and then suddenly you're in control and off you go and you play the game. But with this, that that opening cutscene is essentially the the texture and context of the entire thing all the way through except every now and then it's interrupted with with quick time events or yeah. or sometimes there'll be a little bit of supposedly free form walking around the corridor looking at some things and mostly the narrative and the gameplay you know using finger quotes gameplay uh sort of plays itself out in in terms of just conversational choices yeah you know in in inactive you know sort of non-interactive stuff goes on and on and on and on and then suddenly boom up pops you know three or three different three different conversational choices in a countdown timer and you pick one of them and potentially i i don't know how smoke and mirrors it is about how important those choices are does it is that a wildly different story from the, no. fir- the first thing
1: you pick or no they never uh, are <clears throat> all changes
0: very small changes, I imagine. And sometimes when you're interacting with other characters, you you choose you can choose you know, mean mean, nice and friendly options or whatever, or just you know a wacky option. And and you know you'll see a pop up saying so and so will remember this, you know, which is the sort of oh this is going to feature yeah. in a further episode thing. I've made an important choice and and yeah yeah I don't know. All it
1: does is change. I think some of the games it changes some scenes. Yeah. Uh, I know in the Batman one, some scenes don't happen and other scenes happen, mm-hmm. but nothing major changes. The, the story never changes.
0: Yeah, I mean it. It really reminds me a lot of the old fighting fantasy game books yep. from like the old, yeah. from the eighties. You know, some some of the first books I I, I bought and owned, the Warlock of Firetop Mountain and so on. You know, you got some nominal combat just to keep it interesting, and you got some decision making trees going on. But then I never sat down and actually mapped out any of those books, but I imagine a lot of them it's, it's you either branch and branch and branch and branch and then everything every other every end is a is a death or a game yeah. over and there's one correct one. Or you end up branching and then weaving back in, branch, weave back in, branch, weave back in. In I which just, case it doesn't really matter which way you took to get to these various nodes.
1: I've never really thought about the design of these. I don't know if which you map, way it map
0: goes. them. out, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did I see an
1: interview with Charlie Hickson. Recently,
0: yeah. Who's written a new one? Oh yes, I saw that one. I think I saw that interview. Yeah, and Ian Livingston I think was involved yeah. as well. And basically the 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 with well, the point is you've got a book with four hundred page four hundred numbered entries in it. Not even each of them is every every one's a page. And and somehow you have to, to, to tell an entire story and yet somehow convince the the reader stroke player that they're they're pivotal in the process and i'm just not sure how convinced i am by telltale's interpretation and implementation of what's gone on here obviously i've only played this episode once i've only played the first episode i could play it lots of times through and one i'm truly thinking it's not going to have a lot of replay value (laughs) no (laughs) but I'm just wondering. Okay, now, so if I map out each of these conversational trees, I suspect somebody somewhere probably has done this online. I could probably go and have a look. They're you pro-
1: overestimate how much people care about this Well,
0: maybe, maybe, but it would be interesting to see an actual map of the decision trees through this thing.
1: It reminded
0: me a lot as I was playing through of Mass Effect, to mm. Mass Effect Two and Three particularly, where it's there's a lot of Paragon Renegade choices go on, and I, and I wonder, you know, how much of that feeds into you know, the end of it all, and does is it vastly. different? Or is, is Telltale stuff not even as, as intricate as Mass
1: Effect cutscenes? No,
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm left with this sort of weird thing that's not really a game, I don't think, and not really a film. I I don't know. I, I interactive sort of my, story.
1: Interactive story, yeah. And I just found myself... Graphical, no, no interactive novel, that's a different... That's a, they tend to have a bit more gameplay. Yeah, yeah. I just found myself wondering, well, why am I involved at all? I'd be much, to be honest. I found myself getting
0: irritated by my own involvement in what was actually quite an interesting and fun story. Yeah. If, if these had been delivered as a, as a box set of half hour tv show episodes essentially some very good machinima or whatever then i'd have been i'd have been all on board with that is the graphic style is absolutely borderlands it has exactly that same cell shady sort of look yeah. to the the, the the first person shooters have and it works very well the all these sort of hard and ui elements use the same fonts and the same sort of same design so it's it, shooting it looks i think there's one section where reese's Target or targeting for the loader bot when they first get to the town and they get attacked, and so there's a but it's such a slow business. There's basically things happening in a big red crosshairs, and you just have to put your mouse over the crosshair. Yeah, and click. the,
1: the Batman has a similar one.
0: Not actually shooting in the conventional sense. It's click on this thing. It's another kind of quick time yeah. event, really. Yeah. So yeah, and there's a lot of quick time events where you're du- ducking or dodging at a cover. And I wonder, is it possible even to be killed? I noticed that. It it does have a dot 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 as a fourth option for yeah, every, If you don't bother doing if you, anything, if you don't either can't decide or don't choose one, it will. <laughs> why well, did it that. Will ex- choose I silence. did that
1: experiment with the Batman game, yeah. and it will kill you sometimes.
0: Yeah, okay, so so death is an option, I suppose. But again, I found myself sort of wondering: is that necessary? Do I
1: care? <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, this isn't really about me at all. This this whole experience. I'm just you know watching a, a, a good a good cartoon show and and wanting one, wanting to not have to press the remote control every every sort yeah. ten seconds or so you know? anyway and it's a shame because the story's really good so the story you you play as reese and fiona it sort of swaps between two different points of view two characters Reese is a sort of junior executive in the Hyperion Corporation. This all takes place after the end of Borderlands 2. Handsome Jack's been killed, and, and it's the sort of dealing with some of the fallout of that. So Reese is up on the, the big H-shaped base that keeps firing robots at you during the second game. Um, and he's sort of, you know, doing dealing with some low-level corporate shenanigans. He's, ho- he's hoping for a promotion. He goes in to find someone else that's gazumped him out of the job, some slick, smooth executive type. And it's a sort of t- revenge tale there. Um, Basically, this executive's setting up a deal who's... He's setting up a deal to try and buy a vault key from a native on Pandora, and Reese basically comes up with the idea of I'm going to I'm going to sort of go in there and steal the key to get my revenge on you know being dumped on yeah. by this guy. So him and his mate him and his mate Vaughn, who's like an account an accounts whiz, and uh, Ar- Arlene, I can't remember her name, uh, who's into logistics, um, they they come up with this small plan to go down and proposes the Vasquez pose, pose as the exec and, and sort of buy this key uh, with with some some, some sort of st- ...stolen funds and so that all coats on and and there's a really great intro sequence sequence where they they get fired down onto the planet and, and stole, stolen their boss's car and they're driving along the desert and it's that typical Borderlands opening sequence yeah. with the, you know the music and the credits rolling and they're driving through the desert and stuff and they hit a skag and the music hits completely goes grinds to a halt and they both get out and go oh my god what what is he all right they the big running joke yeah. being in the previous Borderlands every you know these these trains and trucks are just <laughs> mashing skags completely without stopping that maybe chuckle you <laughs> But yeah, they get into trouble almost immediately. Then they're down a load of a loader bot, and it's 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 a good fun adventure. It's like a sort of heist heist romp with a, with a neat team of misfits that are sort of working together. So that that goes on to a point, and then we switch to Fiona, and it turns out Fiona and her sister and their adoptive father uh, uh, are on the other side of that that whole big deal with the Vault Key, and they've actually created a false, uh, you know, fake Vault Key out of paint and glowing bits. <laughs> And, and and are trying to sell that vault key to the middleman thug at, in order to swindle them out of, the, out of the money. So you've got these two different cons going on and meeting and colliding. And then it all goes south for everyone. They end up joining forces and, and trying to work their way through bandits and all sorts of crazy... Really engaging and well written. I, the the writing of the story is fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. Really liking it, and I'm really interested to see where yeah. it goes next. The characterizations done really well. Uh, I think it's Troy Baker and Laura Bailey doing the the main voices. You'll have heard them in all sorts of other stuff, and they do fantastic job, particularly with all the different sort of optional different. Types of line you can choose, which sort of guides and informs the sorts of personality they come across. So you've got Reese has got this optic, uh, this Echo Eye thing that can scan things and that lets you get a bit more background detail on stuff. He's got a robot arm that lets him hack things and uses that to control the loader bot that comes down to help them and stuff. And Fiona's got a sort of basically uh, she's a sort of face, so sort was of trying to trying to talk her way in and out of the out of the trouble and so on. It's a really I'm really enjoying the story, and yet I find myself just continually resenting. Oh, it's me now, is it? Oh crap! What have I got to do? Oh, I've got to choose a thing. I've got to click here. I've got to do a quick time event. I was enjoying that. Why? Why? Why, why are you bring? Why you getting me involved? It's the re- really skirts on the edge of participation versus yeah. spectating. And to be honest, I just think the whole thing would be so much better if it was literally just a box set of half-hour episodes of Tales of the Borderlands. You know, I could sit back, get a drink, watch it, enjoy it. And just continually being dragged in at the flimsiest pretext to do really useless stuff like like push left and not get hit by a, by a bandit. Okay, fair enough. Done that. Now I can sit back and let it happen it, it again. It does tend more. to
1: feel like a Quantic Dream game where. I don't think you've played any because or on console, but mm. where you end up having to do rain heavy or end up having to do. Basically, quick time event moves for everything like open cupboard, pull out plate, put plate down, rattle plates. It's It's not even that
0: bad. I mean, the quick time events are relatively few and far between. There's whole large sections of like minutes at a time where you don't have to do anything, and you're thinking, Yeah, I'm enjoying this. I'm liking the characters and liking the story. It's fun, and I'm enjoying it. And oh, now I've got to do a thing, you know. It's just I don't know. I find myself sort of resenting my own involvement in it, which yeah. is such an odd thing. I, and I don't know how you'd change or fix that. I mean, you know, board, you, compare it against the proper Borderlands games, for example. They're—they're they're pretty much ninety-five percent you running around shooting things with yeah. guns, and that's—that's yeah. that's the game you're playing. That game, and yeah, you're rewarded with a bit of character development and plots and cutscene and stuff going on every now and then. But that's the sort of—that's the sort of chapter break after doing lots and lots of work of your own. Whereas this, the the the, the mix, the ratio. That time, downtime, involvement, part, you know, spectating, is is just so so all over the place. And I guess this is probably quite similar problem with all of their games, really. I mean, you must have to really quite learn to like the form, I suppose, well, to become yeah. a fan of Telltale Games. Them too, because at they are the s- they are their
1: own genre at this at stage. At the start, things like uh, Walking Dead, the first Walking Dead. Mm. Was new and interesting and did interesting things and it's
0: sort of interesting for me in that I've not played this kind of thing before, but yeah. I could see myself getting fed up with it. Well, I already am. <laughs> well, everyone
1: is. Um, yeah, they don't sell half as well as they used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the Batman one. Um, I could really see myself buying that as a trade paperback instead and enjoying it just as much. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, possibly
1: more because the art will be a bit less stuttery.
0: Yeah, I'd happily just, I mean, I don't know, maybe
1: you get to the point
0: where you start to think, maybe I just won't bother buying any more of these. Maybe I'll just watch a playthrough on YouTube. Yeah, there would will... be almost, I mean, okay, <laughs> so the, the bloke doing the YouTube recording might pick different conversational choices than I might, but at the he end cares. of the day, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could just sit and watch a half hour thing. At the end,
1: did it, does that one do the thing that a lot of them do now, which is to say how everyone else?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you get to the end of your episode, being achievement unlocked, whatever, and then a screen comes up saying, "Look, all these, you know, you you chose to do this, and seventy nine percent people did this, and, and then you only think thirty eight percent people did yeah, chose and then to you do think, that." Those people are monsters. Well, I don't know. I just because at that point I just don't really remember what any of those choices were (laughs) because that was about 20 20 minutes ago and I played it in about two or three different sessions as well, which didn't help. But you know, okay, fair enough. There's you know, I was in a minority in that I made Fiona grab the bloke's hand when he was going to touch the vault key because the vault key's paint was still wet, apparently. So you got to try you got to stop it. So yeah, that was apparently most people didn't do that. Uh, I wonder what happens if you
1: don't. I wonder how he didn't discover or did he discover. Well, no,
0: because you grab his hand and and then you tell them, no, it's radioactive, don't touch it and you know manage to bluff your way out of it, or whatever. Yeah, but I wonder what happens if you don't I don't know, but if, 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 if the majority of people let that happen, presumably it didn't end their game and kill them. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's you can sort of do a bit of logical deduction there. And then at the end of the day, and they said, Oh, yeah, if you cre- create an account, I thought, oh, here we go. The bloody join our social club count thing, whatever, so we can upsell. Uh, if you you know, if you've created an account and logged on to the thing, then you can see what all your friends chose. And I, thought, I just don't care. This is such an consequential a point thing of you, yeah. this
1: friend couldn't be asked to create an account so well again yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think my friends are largely <laughs> defined by their inability to be asked to create a social account for one telltale game experience yeah yeah so i, I just thought oh right okay there's a, here's a list of percentages i i'm i'm not <clears throat> i don't know I, i'm i i sort of did lots of choices that most people did and some choices that few people did mm-hmm. whatever um, yeah, so there we go, and I come to the end of it, thinking, well, yeah, so what? I, <laughs> I got to the end. Is that a win? Or is uh, uh, have I scored one point? I don't know. What is, is this even a game? You know, you don't get to the end of watching a, a film and go, yes, score one, tick.
1: Oh, I've, I've I was watched Alien Covenant. I did give
0: myself <laughs> a, a score for him. actually. You should probably give yourself two points yeah. for getting to the end of Alien Covenant. Yeah, I, I also have two points there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I get. I, oh, it's a bit edge. It's a bit, cro- bit, bit crossover media, multi format. I, I, I,
1: I don't like the is it a game discussion, but well. Because, yeah, it is a game, because a game is a game. but I mean, Everything's a game, but is yeah. it enjoyable?
0: That's the thing. That's a relevant question. Is it
1: worthwhile playing?
0: <laughs> it, or, or participating, yeah. or watching, or whatever it turns out to be. Like. Are like, you
1: doing more than a token effort? I to... liked it, but I just found
0: myself... I thought it could do with a lot less me, you know? It could do yeah. with yeah. A, a huge amount less participation, and I would quite happily just buy it as a little DVD set, you know, box set binge, and just watch six half-hour episodes of, of a Borderlands cartoon essentially you know it'll be great that's fine and i just thought oh god what well, it's me again is it oh no because because every time one of those pops up i get the anxiety oh what if i pick the, the least optimal choice what if i pick the wrong choice you know and and, and apparently some of these choices will get you killed oh, okay well, well i don't know
1: i don't it's, think they will
0: you said some people die if you don't choose some oh, no. batman no
1: oh. I, I, you could die if you uh cock up the fights Oh right, George's quick time events.
0: Yeah, they're quick time, and there was a few. I, mean, I like that some of the quick time events seem to be literally impossible. There was one I'm particularly enjoyed with. Uh, I think Reese and Fiona's sister are in there trying to infiltrate a base, doing the creep up, take down from behind yeah. thing. And sister runs in, does that. Reese runs up, jumps on his back. Yeah, go, 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 And the bandit's sort of looking around. You know? <laughs> it's that sort of comedic, comedic, can't can't take a guy down, can't fight sort of thing. And there's a quick time event to try and try and strangle him, and, and it's tap Q, and I'm tapping like mad, and it's just going. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's literally, obviously. Yeah. meant to be possible because Reese is not a very good combatant but um, yeah on the whole I mean I just don't like mash button quickly to do anything no event times quick time stuff anyway so I don't know it's it's a it's a weird thing I think if it yeah it's it it feels a shame and I feel I'm almost apologize yeah I feel sorry but it just shouldn't be a game I think you know if you had that, just tell that story using that art style and those characters and that voice acting and just do it as, a, as an utterly uninteractive yeah, it, it thing. it seems
1: like a complete lost opportunity to have something interactive. Like you say,
0: trade paperback, yeah, like a, like a graphic novel or something, that, that uh, it'd be a more rewarding experience I could just relax and enjoy it and absorb it all, without having to f- constantly be slightly on my edge and worrying that I need to suddenly press a button or, or the people I'm watching are going yeah. to die for well, some arbitrary reason, you know.
1: The Walking Dead one, which again is the Possibly the best one. Mm. How has you make a decision at the end, which has a, does have some importance?
0: Yeah, you can do that right at the end because that's yeah. only a small bit of work in terms of production. Because you've only have to do like two two different one minute end scenes or whatever instead of completely write yeah. two different games and split them at the but start. It,
1: but instead, um, I was playing through the Batman one. It would say Harvey will remember this, and I was just thinking that's nice because I won't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Glad somebody is. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, it, I think this thing, uh, is it, I think, Telltale do well on the back of other people's success.
1: This yes. is the thing.
0: Batman is cool. It, it's a nice Batman story. Borderlands
1: is cool. It's a nice Borderlands. It's a nice Borderlands. Story. Story. It's a nice, <laughs> it's a nice story. Walking Dead story.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sam and Max is quite cool. You know, I mean, the Game of Thrones. They had a, yeah. one of them. Actually, they? No, the Sam
1: and Max one, I would say, that that's back in the day when there were more adventure games.
0: Yeah. Oh, is the Simon Max one more like the original point-and-click yeah. type of it? Oh, much right. more
1: like an original... So
0: are they actively moving away from that old-school experience? They have now? done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, shouldn't I not have, like, an inventory and, and be looking... There is an inventory in some of the walking-around bits. You've got two items, and neither of them do anything. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I mean, you're just... just, you're just this is a parody. A, pudding, a and parody of a point-and-click adventure at this point, yeah. But, um, yeah, so you're just want wondering... We utterly streamlining this experience, and and the ultimate end of streamlining that point and click adventure is just the cutscenes, and that's the video yeah. I've been describing. So you start to wonder, well, what's
1: Telltale really do? <laughs> Lose money at the moment?
0: Well, apparently it's yeah. I guess them, they man. keep doing the same kind of thing over and over with just different IPs. Apparently. Well,
1: I do I'd be surprised. Well, okay, I wouldn't be surprised to know that if all of our uh, viewers and listeners were to. Not bother telling us, because I don't actually care, but to, just <laughs> think about whether or not they've paid for most of them or got them cheap on sales or free with other stuff, or part of bundles. I, and you, I can't remember mind. what
0: I bought. I bought something on GOG and this came free because yeah. it happened to be a particular event they were running.
1: I paid for them up to a point. Like I think Walking Dead was the time I stopped paying for them. Yeah. And then since then, I've got loads of them.
0: I probably wouldn't have bought this. I, I wouldn't have gone out of my way to seek it and purchase it. It just turned up because I bought yeah. something else. I can't even remember what that was. But um...
1: Are you not curious about the Minecraft one? Is there a Minecraft one? There's a one? Minecraft one. Minecraft the yeah. telltale event.
0: Oh, yep. God. Right. Well, I'm sure it's great. I mean, yeah, the thing is, they, they seem to have some decent writers. It's just the, the game aspect of it seems to be Could we do more pointless. Well, quite, yeah. I mean, I, I imagine the, the, their team could probably write something quite entertaining and, and interesting and fun with Minecraft I don't know characterise Steve up a bit and uh, Alex is it
1: the, the female yeah. avatar
0: yeah whatever I but, believe they have
1: a, um, more people as well they've made
0: well yeah that's fine but uh, and it might look a bit Minecraft you could throw a few in jokes about blocks in and so on but yeah yeah I, mean, I don't know this this really does seem very borderlands the characters are very Borderlandsy. Yeah. all the all the sort of side <laughs> characters that show up are sufficiently bonkers and wacky you know the general aesthetic of, it, of everyone gra- scrambling the sort of sci-fi wild west everyone out for a buck type aesthetic they do get yeah,
1: they do nail the um, IP yeah or every yeah. time they seem to nail the IP they're just
0: not very good at writing games no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem perhaps they ought to just reinvent themselves as a kind of machinima studio or something and go yeah. into production of box sets or something I don't know anyway so I've got I don't know how many episodes there are it's probably about six or five so. or six five or six yeah so I've got quite a lot more of it to, to, to I'm going to use the word play um, to, to get through yeah um, and I probably will because of the like I said, the story and the characterization carry it. They absolutely do. They they just they, they they do enough to make me not you know not get all cross and grumpy about the the weird forced interact pseudo interactivity of it all. And I you know I'll I'll grit my teeth and go through the quick time events mostly because I just want to see what happens to these people I've come to quite like you know. Yeah. And so that's a sort of success, but in a way, is that a success when you've managed to convince your players to play your game for other reasons? it's uh, to win. Our characters and world are interesting enough to make people play our broken and really uninteresting game. Hurrah! I don't know.
1: I've yeah. done that on other games. Well,
0: it, it, that can sell stuff. Yeah, that can. that can be a motivator. But you know, it, you ought to, at that point, still take a long, hard look and think about the actual game you're delivering at that point. If yeah. it's not actually fun, people are only enduring it to look at the cutscenes. You know, again, I, I, I'm tempted to just go and watch it all on YouTube. I'm sure someone's done a just the cutscenes playthrough of. Most of the Telltale stuff. And at that point, just the cutscenes is pretty much the whole
1: game. <laughs> well, that's always the problem. Uh, when you just have a game which is story, mm. yeah, very many people do sto- watch well, that, them on YouTube?
0: You know, yeah, yeah,
1: and then you don't earn any money. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's not sure what I'm suggesting, really. But I've got it, and I'll, I'll carry on playing the rest of it. Yeah. It's okay, but I well, great. don't think I would have... Bought it if it hadn't come free yeah. with something else. <laughs> so I don't know. If you're a huge fan of Borderlands, you know the the world and want to know more and just more of it. And of course, you know there's a, a, a quite a lot of DLC available for the uh, the proper Borderlands stuff. So you've got quite a large pantheon of uh, encyclopedia of, of backstory and world to, to play through. Tell you what, this has made me want to do. is maybe want to go and get on with uh, tracking down the pre Borderlands the pre-sequel which I, yeah. ne- I never bothered.
1: No, I never
0: played that. Either. Never played it. I I, I, I thought oh, yeah, I just quite like being in this world it's it's fun it's interesting i believe you know, it's I like not
1: it. as good as the others but doesn't matter you know yeah. it's, it's a
0: whole other set that i've not played yet so i probably will get around to that at some point yeah. as well so it's it's it, yeah like i say it's it does the ip justice it just doesn't really add much itself so there you go um yeah borderlands uh, tales from the borderlands um yeah yeah
1: <laughs> over to you i have been playing yeah. a variety of games okay most of them mm-hmm. have been 40k games involving Space Wolves. Oh, cool! The one I'm going to talk about first. Yeah, or possibly only, Space Wolves. These are like the Space Borgos. The, yeah, these are the Viking people, out aren't 10 they? Would put <laughs>
0: They're like the, the 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 grim darkness of the future with like blonde beards and big hammers and stuff. Yeah, isn't it? yeah.
1: Okay, it's red beards. Is it okay? Yeah, big hammers. Uh, Wrong colour armour. Space Vikings. Because they they made it more of a blue grey than a grey, and I would prefer the original old school grey from back in the first and second edition. Pantone colour. I don't you know. Uh, But you can't tell because it's it's related to mm the entire... I thought you were a Dark Angels chap, generally. No, I don't... I I I think they're silly, but... Because they're they wolves.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that does take I have awesome. a tank. You have a wolf. That does yeah. take the awesome up to eleven. They, they, yeah, I remember they ride like like fifteen foot long cybernetically enhanced space wolves yeah. Yeah. into battle as cavalry. Anyway, I just
1: don't like the blue grey. Is, is there a chapter the that gray-gray? rides bears into into battle? No. Oh, that's where I, swear I used not to go. Not yet.
0: Some sort of loosely Russian themed chapter. The orcs
1: used to ride boars. Oh, okay, but not anymore. No. Where was I? Ah, uh, being distracted. I was being distracted, ranting about uh, changes to colour schemes. Yes. armies That happened 30 so years lots ago. So, lots of computer games involving yes. Space Wolves. Warhammer uh, <laughs> 40k Sanctus Reach. Sanctus Reach. Which okay. is a tactical strategy game. Uh, OK. Not an RTS, really. Mm. And it's certainly not. It, it, it's yet another one of those Warhammer games which goes out of its way not to recreate the tabletop experience just in case. Uh yeah, every single game does not recreate the tabletop experience. You're not moving individual people over a map, getting the shots <laughs> it You're always because if
0: you could just pay thirty nine ninety nine once and do that forever, then they sort of cease to exist. Really, don't they? no because
1: the actually, actually, like no, buying their market paint... is perfectly safe because people like buying plastic. and painting. People like buying and painting
0: the models. Certainly, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I do. I, I love mm. buying the models. You've got. Yeah, you can't see out of shot here, dear viewer. But um, yeah. Anyway.
1: There's lots of tyrants down here.
0: Yes, he's got quite a lot of actual Space Marines about the place.
1: It's good. Have you got a Space Wolf? They <laughs> can't see the detail on that. No, I did a video about him, so they ah, can see right. that on the other channel. Oh yeah. Yes. um... Time to Reach. Yes, yeah. it, it's a tactical strategy game where you're basically on a grid-based board, mm-hmm. effectively. Uh, each unit is on one tile. Yep. Uh, no units can't share a tile. Yep. So you'll have a squad of marines, a couple of bikes, a, speed, a land speeder, uh, a rhino or whatever. And you're moving across the board and shooting and killing stuff, while uh, hmm. at the same time there's orcs who are trying to stop you. Okay, Yeah. Uh, so it's basically a tactical, turn-based um, uh, strategy game. So I'm thinking XCOM now. I don't know why. Is that that no, kind no. of thing? Uh, or think, Battle Isle? Think zoomed out more. Okay, mm. Battle Isle's a bit closer. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think Battle Isle. God, was ancient. That was Hexes, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, but with squares. Somewhere. Yeah, um, Yeah. So, so basically you'll have five marines there. You move them forwards. So you shoot a couple of times. Then and um, they can't do anything else so okay. you move on to the next unit and move around and you're cre- uh, capturing um, uh, points on the board in order to um, win. So mm-hmm. but much like in the um, actual tabletop game, you, if you get these points it gives you uh, advantages. Uh, it, so if you've got the most of them at the end, you win sort of thing. Yep.
0: Uh, yeah. Sounds like a
1: pretty straightforward concept. It is very, very straightforward and it's incredibly well done. It's pretty slick it's published by slytherin um Mm -hmm. who is a company who knows their tactical games and i don't know if this engine was used on one of the historical ones i probably was because it feels like it's had a lot of effort put into it more than say the average 40k game gets yeah, given yeah. Uh, at this time.
0: So it's a well-established company that does a lot of this stuff anyway. Yeah. And, well, do are they, they more do historic simulations. Yeah, stuff lot, lots usually, of historic or? stuff. Um, okay.
1: World War Two stuff and before. Yeah, yeah and, and so basically, um, <clears throat> the, the first couple of missions are all, um, right, move forwards up the board, uh, capture these uh, points, kill the enemy. Mm-hmm, and yeah. every single uh, game I've played so far has ended up in a wipeout rather than getting to the turn limit. Okay, yeah, so it sounds relatively oh, well balanced. The one I recorded, I guess. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the one I recorded, which uh puts a drop pod down. And I don't know if I'll have this bit in the video, but I spend most of the time trying to get the dreadnought out of the drop pod, <laughs> it's stuck, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. And when I look at that video, I'll probably find out how I should have done that.
0: Right. Uh,
1: Yeah. uh, At at the start, you have so many points to spend, and Mm -hmm. then you have to pick uh, which forces you want to take from a list. So that's good. uh, I've been taking a lot of mobile stuff, uh, maybe not enough anti-armour stuff. So whenever there's an orc dreadnaughty thing, Mm -hmm. um, they're quite hard to take down. But need the right tools for the job. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and so I took some so multi-melters. Mel- melter bombs. I took some time. multi-melters, came yeah. up against a knob, and the knob got two squads of multi-melters in his face. He didn't last very long. Right. Yeah, That worked. That'll do the job. Yeah, that did the job. Yeah, it's it, it, it's fun. It's interesting. Does it look the part? of the models sort of good they, feel to them? They have... You know how 40K is sort of moving away from being cartoony? Mm-hmm. If you look at, say, the new design of the Marines, yeah, they're a lot more proportioned. Oh, that's no good. Beforehand, everything was a little bit uh, Carri- warcraft, caricatured. He said, knowing that's going to piss people off, saying <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, um, but now stuff's a lot more proportioned, personalised. So these have all got the old. Marines. I suppose a lot
0: of that's a function of the improved resin modelling and stuff like well, that, it's, more detailed It's uh, more less chunky it,
1: yeah, it's basically, they've gone to plastics now yeah, and yeah. they have much better design, and they're designing computers, so they can do a lot more
0: yeah, which I suppose means that you can just take the models straight across into computer game, I say art or whatever, you could yeah. do,
1: but I don't think they give them well, yeah, uh, yeah so, so all of the marines in it look a bit like badgers because old marines <laughs> just look like badgers to me. Okay, right. Badgers in suits. <laughs> badgers. And the fact that they're um, space doggos doesn't help. No, because no. they look even more like badgers because they've got massive... Badgers activity. riding dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Actually, I haven't had any uh, dog riding space doggos <laughs> yet. Just been using bikes because bikes are good. Mobility. Mobility is the key. Yes. Land speeders, bikes, they help a mm-hmm. lot. Uh, walking people across the board... Yeah. Not good. Get Paying extra off. points for a rhino, not good either, because then you've got to uh, pay points for a rhino. Ah, uh, right. Um, yeah, the, the, the army building side is interesting. Uh, stuff levels up between fights as well to a so certain you've extent. You've got a campaign of sorts. Though. Yeah, you've okay. got a map and you're going across it trying to do stuff. Okay. And so if stuff gets killed, it may not be available for the next fight. Um, and if stuff uh, levels up, uh, gets very experienced, it'll get bonuses i think um although how good they are is one of those who knows mm. uh it, it puts a thing next to their name when i select them and then from then on i don't <laughs> care because i don't know because i got three identical units one of them may be slightly buffed i don't care they're all just charging well
0: yes it's not good to learn their first names or anything no, never, no. never <laughs> learn your troops first names
1: i learned that in military academy yes, yes. yeah just De- just after forward. i was told next to yes yeah yeah. So it, it, it's one of those uh, interesting ideas of a game that takes what is a good idea for a game, which mm-hmm. is maybe you can have a proper RTS type based on the uh, tabletop game mm-hmm. and tries really hard not to do that.
0: Well, Dawn of War, isn't it?
1: Well, like no, even of... Dawn of War, all of those games, have tried to get as far away as possible from doing the tabletop experience now.
0: It's true, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know if it's a Games Workshop rule or whatever that maybe they don't want people doing it, but I would quite like the, yeah, okay, I'll move for each individual thing. and yeah. tabletop, tabletop Simulator. Tabletop Simulator is what that does, basically.
0: Tabletop Simulator is an engine that would support that, and there are Steam Workshop downloadable full Space Wolf yeah. Armies with actual models you could move about with a ruler and stuff if you wanted. Yeah, so. I keep meaning to give that a go and have you a plan. You should probably, yeah, see yeah. how that compares to the real experience. Yeah. But, but yeah, so... Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It's not bad. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But I've got this nagging feeling in the back of my mind saying, I want it to be something else. And that's never a good thing with a game. It's just like the Telltale stuff. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, I wish this was something else. And yeah. how do you fight that? How, how do you beat expectations when the players... Well, you suck it up and think-
0: take what's been presented, or you go and do something else, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But-
1: yeah, I mean, do you find...
0: So, if it was not Space Marines, would it still be interesting? Would it still be a oh, decent uh, game? If it was know, just, like, Norman no, you, you Norman could, Crossbowman or whatever?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, if, if it wasn't 40K, it would still be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know...
0: Because that's the sort of risk is the IP... Well, like yeah. the Tales of the Borderlands, the IP carries it all, you know? I
1: don't know about unit selection. Because it's 40K, you have an over-the-top unit selection because...
0: Well, everyone's favourite units need to be there,
1: yeah. Well, Games Workshop may design the unit Mm -hmm. and then decide what it does and whether or not where to put it in the army. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, you know, somebody will come up with a model and they'll say, right, okay, this is going to do this. what's this? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. well, it fits it in rather than designing an army in a way that it is a balanced army. And then coming up with models for each thing, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um which means you know some armies are just incredibly dumb when it comes to uh trying to balance them. Style over substance. Yeah. yeah. Um and and so you end up with hundreds and hundreds of unit types and then I don't know if you're playing a historical one where you say you've got oh, this type of tank, this type of tank, they're pretty much functional the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Or go with gun. Yes. Go bazooka. Out of ideas. Well, I think
0: that's, that's kind of part of the problem that stuff like World of Tanks and War Thunder uh, face, is that, or World of Warships or whichever, is that actually in the Second World War there weren't really that many tanks, certainly
1: not enough to facilitate well, a vast tech tree of you know, for, for eight different nations. There were a reasonable amount of tanks, but most of them came most from them what, we like, like what we like to call the arms race. Mm, yeah. And so... That one would make that one obsolete. <laughs> yeah, and there's a whole load of tanks, but all these tanks are rubbish and yeah. will lose. Yeah. <laughs> you do not That's want, why there is you, this one. Yeah. You do not want day one <laughs> World War yeah, II tank yeah. compared to... End of World War Two tank.
0: but They end up with, like, you know, Italian tanks that only ever appeared on technical drawings turning up as part of tier whatever for this, that and the other matchmaking. Yeah, so it all gets a bit out of hand because I suppose in real war you come up with a design that works and then you just get the bloody thing out in numbers and get on with it, you know. <laughs> you put as many as you can. So and right, OK, well, that, that works quite That's well. Cool know, what should we do now? Let's have one with, like, uh, three guns. Yeah, OK. No, no, this one works. Get it out there, make it. Can we give it more armour? It can't move. OK, take a bit of armour <laughs> off, then ship it. Yeah, well, it's, it's the ship it aspect. It's particularly whilst you're actually fighting a war, yeah. you need to really just get on and get the bloody thing out there. Yeah, so it, t- it tends a lot. Six
1: you, tanks are better than you one you for the not, theoretical tank.
0: You tend not to have this kind of peacetime incremental car design <laughs> philosophy going on. Oh, the new the new 2016 model hatchback. No, no, just get them out. <laughs>
1: Standardisation because yeah, that was about, the big oh they've all been destroyed okay let's fix that floor
0: I thought that was the big backstory thing with Warhammer 40k anyways that in the grim darkness of the future everyone's superstitious and, and don't you know scientists have all been persecuted for being heretics oh, yeah, or whatever true, yeah. so there are only that what is it's standard construction te- I don't know what they call standard
1: called. construction templates yeah so, so in,
0: in the reason everything looks the same in 40k is that there are only like 25 actual yeah. blueprints left in uh, the universe well no there's loads of them
1: but the, the idea is uh, that back yeah. in the uh, old days when stuff was high tech because in uh you go to a planet in, the twen-
0: in 20k or 30k yeah. there was some kind yeah. of machine you, uprising no you
1: go to a planet and if yeah. you're going to start a new colony you want to have a machine that'll make you everything you need yeah and so you need a spade so it will give you a spade yeah and i need a gun it'll give you a gun yeah and i need a, a tractor it'll make you a tractor mm-hmm. from whatever materials you feed it right uh, and then uh but then
0: you know, post 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 technological peak decline dark age. Suddenly, when, you've got all the, it's, technological it's, knowledge. It's becomes now all magic. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and uh, so, yeah. Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
1: Um, yeah. So, so you recommend that then? Yes, it's interesting and fun. It's just I wish it was something else, and I mm. can't get away from that nagging feeling of I wish it was something else.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah, it is fun.
0: Yeah, cool. I actually just tangentially, I didn't get any video for this or anything. I I went and bought um, Space Marine. I noticed you were playing Space Yes, I, I, I just I think I might, you might be talking about something or other, and I just thought, oh yeah, that—that that is fantastic. It is. Still, it? I, I'll talk about it lots on another show, I think, but um, yeah, it's every bit as good as I remember. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: Also, one of the best uh, female characters in games for many, many years. It's
0: just, yeah, it's just solid all round, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so instead, I'm going to talk about Transport Fever. Uh, Blacklight recommended this to me, and I, I, I got it and haven't given it a go. I, I've finished the tutorial. How many hours? It's not actually that long. It's just I've not really had much time. <laughs> so busy this fortnight. But I thought I'd talk about it. It is already. I mean, I've seen a bit of you know Blacklight playing it, and you know generally videos and so on. And I I think it is the living per, you know living modern day embodiment of Transport Tycoon. Transport Fever, this is. Transport Tycoon is like, oh, God, Microprose game from around 2000s, something like that, 1990, whatever, sort of SimCity style of thing, but more about train sets. I
1: 97, but I'm probably wrong. Yes,
0: that kind of era. But it was an isometric tile-based sort of thing where you could put down train sets, you know, basically train lines and trucks and bus routes and stuff to connect towns and industries together. Uh, Diagonal railways. Yeah, and and this thing is a a modern, all singing, all dancing, glorious and beautiful thing. Three fully three dimensionally realised version of that basic gameplay. You've got exactly the same mechanics, only it all looks fantastic. It all looks lavish and glorious. You can sit in, you can actually follow the trains with a you know, locked-on camera, and they're like puffing steam out everywhere, and they all look. My dad's well into uh, his 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 steam trains. You know, he makes yeah, model engineering and all that stuff. He makes scratch. them. Yeah, yeah. That's all that, sort of, that you know, the sort of one that that narrow gauge stuff. He basically builds trains that are actually steam powered trains. Yeah. That to, to go around a big track in the gardens and stuff. Anyway, um, all that it's got so, I, so more, I started to
1: more hits on our YouTube channel than i don't know
0: yet. i started to recognize some of the models of train from that era because he's always showing me and, and so they're they, they lovingly recreated and detailed in in this uh in this thing so yeah it's, it's the same it's this basic thing you've got a, a big pile of money to start with and a whole load of small tiny tiny little villages all around this landscape and a whole load of like quarries and sawmills and things and factories and it's up to you to make money by connecting them together and creating bus routes and commuter train routes and stuff it's it's nothing particularly you know deftifying oh my god the universe is going to be destroyed unless I can get these bricks to this construction site you know it's 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 a really sort of placid kind of meditative kind of game but it is a train set it is you know it's the absolute absolute functioning working virtual train set if, if nothing else you know, anyone who wanted a train set or owned one as a kid or whatever this guy, that was what I always loved about transport tycoon I mean the game itself in transport tycoon was always a bit harsh in that it was quite hard to play the making money game and not go bankrupt and stuff, because it was always a temptation to just keep buying more stuff. You need patience. You need to let the routes run and generate a bit of money before you make your next step and so on. I've yet to start an actual campaign. I've been working through the different tutorials where it's been showing you how to connect stuff up. Bus routes and, and are interesting. That's not something... I don't know if it was handled in the background or just sort of hand-waved in Transport Tycoon, but in Transport Fever, you actually see the route laid out around the city with the little arrows running around on a coloured yeah. line, and the, you put your bus stops down the different places... And you watch the buses going around, picking people up. Individual people have houses and workplaces yeah. and stuff. It's that whole Sims thing. You can click on them and find out where they live, where they go to work, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And then you can just sort of try and work away at connecting these different industries together. And, of course, the reward is seeing the towns prosper. They get bigger. They go more dense. The building style works over time. It starts in, like, 1850 and works through to about 2000s or whatever. So, you know, you get new and more elaborate models of types of train and bus appearing over time as, as the game progresses nice. onwards. The cities themselves grow and become more dense and larger as, as they get, you know commuter traffic moving between them and and to get the various resources they need from the various sub industries around the map all provided by your trains and stuff i think there's planes and boats as well at later stages Uh, i haven't really seen those or got that far and it looks it looks fantastic it's really well realized landscape beautiful like forests and rivers and so on i mean you tend to play on a big sort of Board, a big tile, but it's an enormous landscape, you know, a couple sort of dozens of miles across. Yeah. And you, you can set your trains, train routes going. I'm presumably, there's all points and sidings and all that mucking about with trying to get multiple trains down <laughs> the
1: same line without killing each oh, other. Oh, just put them all on at once.
0: Yeah, it would be fine.
1: But one train long enough, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> it just goes around constantly, you have to jump, just <laughs> get on it, yeah. Um, yeah,
1: so I can see
0: me playing a bit of that here and there. It's not something I feel I could sit down and play for three hours, though. You know? No, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure it has the sort of game loop as such. That's it- weird, because trying to
1: put was always something you could...
0: Well, I don't know. Maybe I've changed, but oh, it's it's very similar to Transport to Tycoon in that regard. I mean, if you could play Transport, I don't think I play Transport Tycoon for three hours nowadays. That's, that's, I think it might be me, but um, it's it looks really good. It's really impressive sort of modern remake. I, I see a lot of that these days. Yeah, there is a, lot a lot of a lot of oh, this game. It's it's good in a way. It's it's a generation, my generation, our generation that grew up with these games in you know the nineteen. 19- 90s and 2000s, that were great games at the time, but limited obviously by old, old-fashioned hardware, Amigas and very early 486s and whatever. There's only so much you could do with those, and now you got these like all singing, all dancing graphics cards with like you know 16 core quad Pro Pentium whatever I don't know, and it, and that's not going to slow down either. That's just going to keep going. You know we'll end up with like 64 core gaming. CPU, PC, Griggs, whatever. Graphics cards, just keep racking them up. Multiple graphics cards, I think that'll probably be the future. You'll end up with like multiple graphics cards on the same board.
1: Well, I'd believe that's been made.
0: Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um but the point being is that those games really suffer and you get, you know, Gog re release yeah. them and you got the you know, it takes a a real determination to enjoy a game, literally a game from nineteen ninety on a modern PC now, you have to sort of put the effort in a bit, even though you loved it back in the day. So it's great to see those games, the the essence, the gameplay, the mechanics, the fundamentals of those games distilled, taken out and then elaborated into modern graphics, modern sounds and modern usability and control systems and so on, because essentially that's a kind of rebirth. And it means you get to play the games you enjoyed in the past and enjoy them further into the future as well. And so, you see, in all sorts of games, there's quite a lot of Dungeon Keeper likes about. Yep, um, there's, yep. there's quite a lot of... It, oddly, a lot of it is the Bullfrog stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm... Like, oh, I'm sure, I don't know if I saw. I think I might have seen something on Steam. It might have been an Early Access that was Magic Carpet, but a modern, oh, yeah, one a one modern interpretation of, those, of yeah. that. Like
1: I tried playing the original Magic Carpet not too long ago.
0: Yeah. It's almost unplayable. Yeah, well, exactly. And, you know, technological considerations aside, we've just come to expect more and better in terms of our, in, our, our gaming experience. Yeah now but that doesn't mean those old those very very old games i mean oh we were talking about on bumble we chatting about um was it pillars of eternity yeah. and tied torment ties of numeric you know, the old Baldur's gate stuff that you know that 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 now exists effectively divinity original sin one and two those are very modern re, re, reinterpretations of that old Baldur's gate style of game those old game ideas live forever and and a fertile fertile ground for people than making new games nowadays. I mean, yes, obviously it's nice that people make new games, come up with new ideas, but here's the, question. the very old ideas are, are well worth picking up and polishing, I think. Can,
1: can you think of a game recently where you can see in 20 years somebody remaking it?
0: Oh, I don't know. They, they do tend to all be much of a muchness nowadays, yeah. don't they? But, <laughs> but then perhaps we felt like that back then. Time, time. I don't think you can tell now what will be the classic or the That's future. It'll, it'll, you know, it'll be it'll be whatever whatever generates the Kickstart interest in, in 5, 10, 15 years time, and what suddenly turns up as that classic you loved from your childhood reborn and, mm. and back back with us again. And it's amazing that, that that seems to be how it happens, particularly with I suppose Kickstart allowing access to niche customer bases as well yeah. people, you know small communities of people who liked particular game x y and z you know will suddenly be able to be contacted directly and and corralled in a way to to generate enough cash to make a, a, a new thing like that in, in in that form brilliant so yeah transport Fever, very good i've not played it extensively yet but it looks amazing and and seems fantastic a fantastic complete rework of of transport tycoon which was a brilliant game of the past
1: so, yeah, over to you. I've been playing a bit more of... one hundred and forty k Space Wolves. Space Wolves. This is different. This is different. This okay. This, this is the top-down strategy game on a grid where, again, it's trying really hard not to be at all like the um, mm-hmm. <sighs> tabletop game. But this is the card game, effectively. Card game. Okay. So you've got a grid and you're moving stuff around, but yeah. you have a hand of cards and for each person yeah so you'll have four people on the uh, board and so you'll have your guy who can armament armor and hand of cards and you'll have stuff like a uh, thunder hammer which will be an attack or uh assault cannon which okay. maybe you can so a sort that. of
0: hybrid strategy yeah card so game, yeah.
1: basically you'll have uh lots and lots of options for different weapons so it's not just whatever he's holding mm-hmm. and lots and lots of different things and also you can use them to move so you could Uh, just basically burn a card so you can move or use move cards and there's deck building so that you try and make the deck that you want Uh, so it introduces an interesting level of tactics there which is okay, I've got this deck of really, really good weapons. Yeah, I really have to move. Which one of these weapons am I going to Ooh. burn to move? To,
0: yeah, prioritise and yeah. so on, yeah.
1: Uh, and actually, it, 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 it starts off on mobile, but it, it's an incredibly fun... It does sound like a mobile yeah, game, yeah. But I'm playing on PC, and it's an incredibly fun, deepish strategy game that works well enough. I, I don't think it works on mobile for the uh, pure reason that the game's take too long yeah it's not a five minute game it, right. it is i I'll be playing these for tens of minutes an hour or whatever so that,
0: that kind of thing is a lot more satisfying it yeah it's a proper um, pc or console yeah. experience and i'd yeah.
1: much rather be playing my pc than on a phone for that yeah when am i sitting on my phone for an hour playing a game well yeah if, yeah even if i am on a train i'm not playing a game for an hour because no. i'm burning my entire battery before i get to where i'm getting to <laughs> yeah um so it works really well on PC. I it probably works okay on uh, phone, but I, yeah, I just don't have any interest in that. Um, and, and as far as the game goes, it's actually quite clever and quite interesting in a way that I didn't expect when I started playing it. Mm, yeah, yeah,
0: sort of hidden depths to it. Yeah, because
1: because you know you, it's got. There's the classical uh, deck building thing, which is how do you stop the deck being too powerful? Something like magic limits you to four copies of a card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This like, limits you to a couple of copies of a card, but there's so many cards. I mean, I could fill it up with the best weapons imaginable, but then I won't be that good because I, wow. I won't have any heals in there, I won't have any uh, movements, mm. and it'll just be a pain to get what I need. To That's get the classic trick. Classic trap of
0: deck building yeah. games is attempting to f- have a massive deck. Oh, there's also you want the fewer cards possible coming round yeah. as frequently as possible. And the,
1: there's also uh, weapons that you can equip, mm-hmm. which gives you the ability to overwatch. Okay. So when somebody walks in front of you, you can fire them. So that's always handy. Yes,
0: uh, I that messes with the turn sequence. Yeah, anything that uh, gives ex- you a free hit basically yes, is a good actions. thing in any of these games. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, actually, Sentinels Reach has a really nice mechanic for that as well. Mm. Um, where it, 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 when you move it'll show you the squares you can move into and shows the ones in red which are going to trigger overwatch on the enemy. Okay. Which yeah. is a really nice way to yeah. do it.
0: Action economy. Was it Starcrawlers? Starcrawlers, yeah, uh, sort, of, sort of turn-based uh, dungeon crawly type thing. And that's got a whole bunch of different classes all with cool abilities and then the smuggler whose ability is they shoot first sometimes. It's like, oh, that doesn't seem very good but they're so powerful yeah. basically there's like an X I think it's like 30-40% chance that on their turn you get to shoot them <laughs> <laughs> that gives you so much yeah. additional damage and power because you're just starting to mess with the basic turn sequence those are always the powerful abilities yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you, where, when you've got stuff Appearing in front of you because it's either deep striking in or coming in on a jetpack. Mm. It's always nice to be to get that nice shot off on it yeah. just so you've got it down enough for when your main attack comes. Mm. He's going to die and not just take away at him. Because you know, with all these things, do not split your fire. Always concentrate fire on one guy till he's dead because two hurt people. Are still as dead, more as deadly as two okay people. Well, it Whereas one dead person is. It depends
0: is, if being injured impairs their ability to no, shoot. It never back. does. If in it these doesn't, screens. then no, they are yeah. f- effectively Always both free, fire. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah, and, and so it, it's fun. It's interesting. Uh, it looks okay. It, it, it's obviously a mobile game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't look too bad on a large screen. You get is, like
0: Warhammer feeling, I guess. Yeah, recognizable stuff again.
1: Badges in suits. Badgers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When are we going to start getting the games of the Primaris Marines? Because at least they're properly proportioned. Yeah. Uh, it's mainly fighting Chaos. Um, I believe Necrons are in one of the. It's always X-Men's. Chaos. It's, it's always Chaos. chaos. Uh, Do you not start with the Orcs. Not it's always. We really. start with the Orcs and then, yeah. oh no, it was Chaos all along. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hmm. not that you got that to come in Space Marine or anything.
0: <laughs> I've already played it. I've already completed it before. Yeah. I know the plot, but yeah.
1: yeah it, it's a good game. I like it. It. it it's surprisingly good and I've talked about it before but the more I play it the more I like it Ooh. and I wasn't expecting that from a port of a mobile oh, game some
0: of these things do do hit the mark and grow on you yeah yeah.
1: so yeah it's a good game I like cool
0: it. right well um, I'm out of stuff oh, do
1: you spill I'm pretty much out of stuff too though. what did you learn this week I learnt that uh, not being able to walk for a week really is a pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> and I learned not being able to do anything but walk for a week is quite a pain in the feet yeah. so uh, there we go yeah, I think
1: I took every injury you could have got, and it went into my knee.
0: Ah, my weird voodoo powers. Yeah. Fantastic. I thought I, was, thought I was feeling quite healthy all the way yeah. through. Meanwhile, you were just sat there getting more and more uncomfortable. I, I was sitting and there, blisters just suddenly appearing on your feet. I was sitting
1: there experimenting oh, yeah. with painkillers and <laughs> contemplating if I ever get to a point where I'm going to be tortured. I'm going to tell you everything I know. Okay. Yeah, because I, I can't deal with pain. Okay. Yeah. Do your spiel. Uh, if you go along to Hanumera at a you can see all our previous stuff. Go along to YouTube and subscribe if you want to watch the video version of this, if you listen to it, and watch his rambling while do walking videos. Do some hiking. Because that's the most popular stuff on our channel now, and uh, who cares about games anymore?
0: We are getting some strange comments. We are getting some very yeah. strange
1: comments. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're breaking that number one rule on YouTube, which is do not have multiple topics on do one channel. Do not stray out of your remit. Yeah. yeah, and we've never quite had the ability to stay on one topic, so... Um, yeah, well, that's too short for one topic. Yeah, YouTube can bend to our whims. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, see you in two weeks when there'll be more of the same. See you next time. Goodbye.